Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk. Good morning, please do uh, take a seat. My name's John, I'm one of the clergy here. I head up Lighthouse, which is a Christian community for those battered and bruised by the storms of life. And uh, Lighthouse, over the next few weeks, takes a bit of a different gear because Christmas can be a really difficult time for those who are perhaps struggling with mental health, homelessness, etc. But in the next few weeks, we've got some real treats lined up for Lighthouse, including this Wednesday, heading off to York Minster uh, for the day, which is going to be beautiful, and we don't have to pay the entrance fee, which is even better. And we're going to go in there and then to the Train Museum. Now this is one of my, although this is a time of year which is difficult for many at Lighthouse, Advent is one of my favourite times of the year. Advent, which means arrival, and it's where we look back, we look back to just coming to earth, and we also look forward to his glorious return. A couple of passages from the uh, Uh, from scripture, one from the old, one from the new, which points to this hope and this longing. One from the end of Isaiah, where uh, the prophet says, oh, that you would rend the heavens and you'd come down in power. It's a real blues tune, isn't it? This longing that this world which is broken and it's in a mess, God's people are in exile, that God would break in and he'd step forth. Or go to the New Testament, you have this ancient prayer Maranatha, which means come Lord Jesus. And the church has always stood between these two poles of looking back and looking forward. Well, we're in a series at the minute looking at Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And I thought you could help me with the memory verse uh, this morning. So we're going to see the passage hopefully on screen. Brilliant. Yep. Yeah. Uh, for To us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And then it goes, and for those who like Handel's Messiah, you're starting to sing this in your heads. Hands up if you've started singing that in your head. Well, in a moment you can sing that if you like when I ask everyone else to speak. Um, And it goes on and says, And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And I thought we could go through this memory verse again with a little bit of action. We might do it twice, the first time with the words on screen, and then the second time without the words on screen. So this side of the room here, when we say a wonderful count, when it gets to wonderful counselor, you say the words out loud, and you go like this. You're listening. Why? Because a wonderful counselor is someone who listens to his people and their cries, and we want to listen to a wonderful counselor. That's what you're doing. Wonderful counsellor, mighty God. I want you to do this. Brilliant. And uh, everlasting Father. You're doing this. That's because the breeze is coming in here. This will keep you the warmest. Yeah, so you're going to say everlasting Father. And Prince of Peace, we're going to go with this, which is sign language for peace. So we're going to go through the memory verse again. You're going to do your actions and say it out loud. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. Are you ready? And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, 
mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Let's do that once more without the words on the screen. Are you ready? And a bit louder this time. Okay. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Give yourself a round of applause. Well, you might say, this is, John, this is too much fun for a Sunday morning. Well, who fancies a bit of a quiz show? Yeah, we're going to play Advent Top Trumps. Advent Top Trumps. And Advent Top Trumps is a game where I, we get to compare two different things and you have to decide which one is the, is, is the best for whatever category I'm talking about. So, first of all, I want to imagine that you are all zoologists. Zoologists. And now you've got to pick an animal for strength. On the one hand, we've got the slug. A slug speed, convert, um, average speed is 0.00013 kilometers an hour. A typical garden slug weighs 300 milligrams, but I'll even let you go top end here. The largest slug is the Californian, and it's a foot long, and it weighs a quarter of a pound. We're going to compare that with the rhino. I picked an average here because there's different types of rhino, and it can, tra- it can weigh a ton. That's average. And it can travel at 50 kilometers an hour. Which is the strongest Okay, Advent Top Trumps, hands up for the slug. Hands up for the rhino. Well done, you got the point there for the rhino. You're still in the game if you said rhino. Here's the next one, Advent Top Trumps. You are a movie producer for an action-adventure hero. And you want someone who inspires confidence in others. He's brave. It's a male lead in this one. Brave, strong wrestles crocodiles and takes on villains and bad guys. Someone who has the wow factor and preferably, preferably good looking. Okay, on the one hand, we've got Mr. Bean. And on the other side, we've got The Rock. Okay, so who are you going to cast in Advent Top Trumps? Is it going to be Mr. Bean? Strange choice. And uh, is it going to be The Rock? Okay, if you've successfully had The Rock and The Rhino, you're still in the game. Things are going to get a little bit more complicated now. You are a first century Jew. So you're someone living near Jesus at the time of Jesus. And you are aware of these scriptures, which are talking about that one day a mighty king a Messiah will come. Who's going to win in your Advent top trumps? On the one hand, we've got someone who is trained in the art of warfare and diplomacy. 
someone who lives in a castle or a fortress in a city, leads a trained army of thousands of soldiers, rides a white horse wherever he goes, is good at revenge, and he can take care of himself in a fight, and he lives to a good old age. There's one uh, example of a mighty king. Or secondly, do you go for the olive-skinned refugee-turned-preacher? Brought up in the northern backwaters of Galilee. Heads up a travelling team of 12, including fishermen and tax collectors. Walks most places, but occasionally uses a donkey. And instead of revenge, he forgives and encourages people to turn the other cheek when hit. And he dies at the age of 33. Forget for a moment that you are a Christian in the 21st century. What would a first century Jew vote for for Advent top trumps? Are you going to vote for the figure on the left, which is the historian's um, estimate of what an average bloke living in Israel at the time of Jesus looked like? Or the warrior king here? So hands up for the bloke on the left. Hands up for this military leader. I'm going to say correct for that. Correct in Advent top trumps. Let's one more round. This time you are, well, you're still a first century Jew living at the time of Jesus. And you've been reading these prophecies that one day Yahweh, the God of the whole earth, will return to his people and deliver them from their enemies. So, In Advent Top Trumps, are you going to vote for a God who is holy other and outside of time? A God who can throw down lightning bolts on his enemy? A God who cannot suffer? Or a a God who cannot die? That's on the one side. Or, looking for a mighty God, do you vote for a God who is human? A God who weeps and suffers. A God who at the age of 33 is arrested, doesn't put up a fight and is crucified. The laughing stock of those around him. Let's vote. First century Jew looking for a mighty God. Do you think you're going to be more inclined for the figure on the left? Quick vote if you would be. Hands up if you're more inclined for the person on the right. You see, it's the figure on the right that the church claimed was the full revelation of God, that he's the mighty God. The olive-skinned Jew who dies on a cross was none other than the full revelation of God, and that Jesus is both the mighty king and the mighty God. This message, this gospel of a crucified king who is worthy of worship, it's foolishness. It's foolishness to all the wise people living at the time of Jesus. It was a stumbling block to the Jews. And yet it is a message which has been proclaimed down through the centuries and which forms the heart of not only the Christmas story, but our Christmas faith. 
So I just want us to spend a few moments now meditating on this thing about Jesus being the mighty God. If you would just allow yourself, this is going to sound like, to marinate in this. Yep. With some music and some words. Just allow your heart to be drawn to Jesus, the mighty God. our bleak midwinter we are confronted again with something startling something shocking and something profoundly beautiful a holy mystery the story that the mighty God has revealed himself in the babe born in Bethlehem or holy night when the eternal son of God took up fragile flesh in a lowly cattle shed he grows inside Mary's womb and he journeys through the birth canal and is born to a colonised and oppressed people group Hark, the herald angels sing as the eternal Son of God flees as a refugee to Egypt. He is no other than the full image of the invisible God, mighty God enfleshed. Our mighty God didn't arrive to usher in his kingdom wearing military fatigues and sitting upon a tank. Our mighty God didn't come to usher in his kingdom, urging his followers to take up their swords. Our mighty God didn't come as Mars, the God of war, nor as a fireball of fury to slay the wicked. No, this mighty God takes up fragile flesh and weeps at the graveside of a friend no this mighty God is tender and compassionate and he longs to gather his people as chicks beneath his wings a mighty God who forgives and says blessed are the peacemakers A mighty God who rules and reigns with self-giving, sacrificial love. He came down to earth from heaven, who is God and Lord of all. And in Jesus we see a new power, a new might at work in the world. A power so powerful, yet so beautiful. A power so powerful, yet so loving. A power so powerful, yet 
wrapped in swaddling clothes and extravagant mercy. An upside down kingdom with the poor and the meek and lowly lived on earth, our Saviour, holy. He's a mighty God who binds up the wounds of the brokenhearted. He is a mighty God who stoops and serves and washes feet. A mighty God who holds the hands of the leper. Who takes up his cross and receives a crown of thorns. A mighty God who enters the grave and in doing so deals the death blow to death itself. A mighty God crucified and raised to life, ascended to glory, the servant king, the butchered lamb, the name above all names. Can I invite you to stand? And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Thank you for listening to the St George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.